Welcome back to the Homeschool Advantage Podcast. I'm your host, Bex Buzzy. Today's guest is Jessica Walker, CEO and founder of JW Learning Adventures. Jessica felt the nudge, then pull, then push back in February to create this content because of the amazing progress and fun her children were having while learning. Jessica's goal was for them to love and appreciate learning and the process of learning. She knew that if there was just one other person out there that could find it as valuable as she did, then sharing it would be not just worth it, but the call of her life. In this episode, we talk about how lessons should be flexible in the sense that they can be tailored to fit where your child's learning level is at. How those that advance their understanding and knowledge excel by interactive gameplay, participation, and hands-on activities. And Jessica's curriculum and content can be such a great support in the way of helping homeschoolers save precious planning time without sacrificing fun and immersion. Lessons based on weekly themes. So go grab your coffee, go grab your tea and a pen and paper because you're not going to want to miss what Jessica has to say. Let's get into the podcast. Jessica, say hello to our listeners and tell me, what is a misconception you feel most have about homeschooling? Well, hello, everyone, fellow homeschoolers. Uh, Thank you, Bex, for having me. This is awesome. A common misconception is that homeschooling is oversheltering our children, that the reason chosen to homeschool is with the intent to keep children away from the world we live in, to give them this sense of a filtered view of people, faith, or events in in the world. On the contrary, though, that is exactly the opposite. I chose to homeschool so that I could broaden their views and their understanding of others, broadening their understanding of our values, that we are able to do it alongside our faith, which is so important to me, and grow them in a learning environment that does not judge or discriminate, but yet is based on God's love for us all. I love that. And I love the fact that you made it a very strong point of of saying like, we're not trying to take them out of the world. Absolutely not. What we're trying to do is teach them about the world, but not through, you want to teach them through the proper eyes, honestly. Like you don't want just anybody. And you know, that's another thing. I don't know why people are so it's so angry that we don't want our children to be raised by someone else. Like, it's so yeah. interesting. What is so bad about that? Like, <laughs> why can I not teach my child? That doesn't make any sense. That that really just speaks to me as well as just a, as just a mom, a mom in general, because I'm very attached to my children. Everything we do is alongside each other. So it only seems natural in this way to continue on with their learning. Yeah. And we don't, we don't wear like these rose colored glasses, you know, I'm not like trying to shield them um, from everything in life. I'm just trying to set this foundation in their lives that is so important in our values and why things happen in the world. And I just think that that really happens in homeschool. I do too. I really, really do. And when I compare a like traditionally schooled 
child versus a homeschooled child. Now, unless the traditionally schooled child's parents are highly involved, which then you get a kind of a different kind of a kid. But, the, but a lot of times when a kid is in either public school or even private school, parents are not 100% involved. They're just not. They're like, no, you have your teachers. I don't have to do it. Did you do your homework? Okay, great. And that's right. them. This it's more like it. checks and balances, right? Exactly. So it's not like this real intimate interweaved time that they have together where in homeschooling the kids are way more secure like they have so much more confidence they have they have better questions they're just more in depth on things that they think i know when i have them in my class i'm always like my gosh you guys just like you bring the fire you put me on check you know like (laughs) i gotta raise my game up over here so i really appreciate that so yeah so how old are your kids Seven and nine. He just oh. turned nine. So I got a nine-year-old, seven-year-old. Oh, wow. So you're getting yeah. you're getting up there. They're getting older. Yes, we are. And, and, yeah, and that's what I love, too, is that it just homeschool evolves, you know? And I, I know that there's going to be this shift and this change that happens in the methods I use and have to teach with and techniques that I'll have to use. But I'm just so excited to just grow in that way and grow with them, alongside them, to see okay, well, what's next for us? How do we venture out and do more and learn more and just grow together? And it's just really awesome. Let's talk about what you bring to the homeschool community. Talk about your lessons and the work that has evolved since you've begun your company. I'll just take you back to the beginning. I felt this, (laughs) this nudge on my heart and then this pull and then this push <laughs> yeah. to share the work that I had been just accumulating over the years we've been doing this. So back in February, started to piece together my work, formalize the lesson plans, create this content because I had seen the amazing progress and the fun my children were having during learning. And I just think that that's priceless. And my goal is for them to love and appreciate learning and the process of learning that, that it is a process. I knew that if there was just one other person out there like me that could benefit from this, that's already produced and find valuable, then that would be worth it to share, to start the process of this monster that it became. For the seven months, I was just diligent about putting everything on and logging what we were doing and logging the old stuff I was doing and, uh, or had done rather. And then I was just constantly in prayer because I did have hesitations about it. I had never really invested my time in this way with anything other than my kids. And I didn't want it to pull me away uh, from my priorities. I was just constantly in prayer that if, you know, if his hands weren't in this, then neither would be mine. Somehow (laughs) it, it came together. And so August, I launched it and it was, oh, it was like flying. I'll tell you that because I had been running with this for so long that then it was just like, whoosh, out there. I didn't expect homeschool to be, I never intended it for it to be a blessing for anything more than me and my kids. The way I see it, I just, I'm compelled to do this and it's a passion that I have. So I'm hoping that that's really where people, you know, can relate to this and, and find value in it and what it is, is it's uh, these creative and involved and engaging elementary level, flexible daily lesson plans that include just a ton 
a lot, a lot's packed into them. And, but that's, what's great is that the parent doesn't, or they don't have to complete everything. It's not a checklist. So they are still very involved in creating the activities. It's a step-by-step -step guide on how to create these games and play them. There's learning clips so that they can have that tool to see how it's played and help out with that. And it is, all compiled in this great way that is theme-based. So each week is a new theme to keep them interested and engaged. And it helps save parents precious, precious planning time because it's all there. If there's a worksheet that's involved, it's attached. Um, you know, if there's your supply list for the week, then I think that's already a bonus. Like if I could have that ahead of time, that would be awesome. But the materials that you'll need for that week, it's all there and listed, I bought something, purchased it, you have access to it as well. So that's kind of where it's at right now. That's awesome. So what are some of the themes that your curriculum goes through, like, like your lessons go through? What would be like one of the themes? Well, we just wrapped up our archeology span week. So we just had that, it was amazing. It was a very full week, very yeah. full week. And oh yeah, that we also include field trips, of course. So if we've done a field trip or I have a suggestion that could work paired well with theme, then I add that to the lesson plan. But yeah, so archaeology, we've done fun-based ones, like food-based ones. We've done cheese, which was actually one of my favorites. We've done random ones like wax, but there's so much involved once you start diving in and understanding like what it's made from and how it's used and what the history was. There's just so much learning that can be involved and played with. And then there's your more basic ones, like the book-based book -based ones, like uh, Dr. Seuss books and the smart, the smart cookie, like Joy John books, a lot of those, because my kids love those. And holiday-themed base. So we got the Grinch and witches, Halloween, Thanksgiving, seasons and weather. Like it, it runs the gauntlet really on different topics just to keep everyone excited about learning. When I started it, I often I would try to hide it from my kids to start the theme because I wanted them so like excited and anxious to get in the, in there. And so I would like block it off or like, so you can't, you, don't peek, don't peek. So that they would continue to want to be in there with me. And it, it's worked really well. <laughs> That's so cool. You said you use clay and I agree with you. Like you can make anything into this fun lesson. It's like, I can take this camera yes. over here and there's so much to learn about the can like how it's yes. that shape the material it is there's so much science history when was the first can invented yes. all these things like are there different sizes was this the original size you could put math in there you yes all things oh, that's yeah. what i love and that's one of the things i really feel so strongly a lot of parents like just kind of worry worry about this curriculum thing and you know i started the podcast to let them know like hey there's a lot of curriculum you do just have to do some due diligence and a lot of times you know yeah. i know they're very very busy so they don't want to they don't have time to sit in front of the computer to do the reading which is why i'm so thankful that you guys come on and talk about yeah. all the awesome things that you guys do and that is just really taking something and being like, well, I'm going to discover that. That really can bring a lot of discovery mode in kids' minds. Like now they're thinking, well, I can look up 
anything you know yes. and learn about anything so everything, everything becomes learning exactly yeah. that's so cool so yours is called jw learning adventures that's a fun name yes. is oh, the jw jennifer walker yes oh yes. That's my initials awesome. that's well it, it was the name of our homeschool you know when you select your private homeschool name yeah that was yes. our that was our school name so i just carried it over Ah, Jessica Walker Learning Adventures. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so JW, that is yeah. really cool. So what actually inspired you to start doing this, start doing all this? Like where did this creativity actually spawn from? Oh, uh, the creativity, uh, a lot of it's prayer. <laughs> I'll be honest. I am avid about, you know, bless me with motivation to do this. Bless me with the gifts that I need to do this job. And um, to stay creative, you know, give me your creative juices so that I can instill them in my kids. And, but I guess I've always been creative. I, you know, backstory, I majored in fashion design and fell into merchandising. And so art, uh, crafting, all those, that's kind of just who I am as a person. So it just flowed into my teaching techniques. And I'm kind of just large, like my ideas can get carried away. So sometimes people have to reel me in <laughs> because I can take a theme and turn it into something enormous. So even sometimes at my, my own self, I'm just like, okay, you put too much on, you put too much, you're doing too much, reel it back and scale it back so that I don't get overwhelmed and flooded in my own mind. But yeah, the, the inspiration was just my kids, you know, I wanted to show them fun. I remember our first year together, I was, our theme, our year's theme was make it count. And I was just so like new homeschool mom, you have all these pressures and on yourself, self-inflicted, of course. And you're just like, I, I want them to have fun. I want them to see that this isn't a chore, that learning is fun. And I just want to keep that going because we were already doing it as a homeschool or as just as a, as a mom, you're already doing those things. I was already creating theme days on uh, the summer before my son started school. We were already doing these theme days. I'd have bubble day, milk day. And we would just look into those things and create things with them. I even had tea day where we stained the coffee, we stained our table and had a tea party. So I was already kind of working in this way. I just didn't realize that oh, these are lesson plans if you add in <laughs> the subjects and the core subject matter. So yeah, it just kind of evolved in that way, I guess. Sounds super organic. It just sounds like you kind of like fell yeah. right into it. You know, you want to have fun with your kids. And that's really awesome because I know a lot of parents are just kind of like questioning, can I even do this? And you basically took a very lighthearted approach and it became something very substantial. Yes. Actually, that's really cool. That's really cool. So with it being organic, have you noticed that maybe there's a certain type of child that really benefits from your type of lesson planning and from like this type of curriculum? Oh, yeah. I think the type of learners that benefit from an engaged and supportive learning style, this isn't just um, not that this is bad or where we're even headed, but workbook style, um, we're not so much that. It's a supported learning atmosphere and environment. Those that advance their understanding and knowledge by interactive gameplay 
and participation with hands-on sensory activities and learners that enjoy applying their information within all areas of the core subject material. Like one subject isn't limited to just the one, um, it carries over. And that is also why we study all these different subjects and how they tie together. So I think that type of learner who's just very engaged and, and is more, I guess, teacher, parent led, parent yeah. teacher led, who is there alongside the student, helping with the worksheet, explaining the worksheets if you're doing that route and playing the games together. So when my son turned two, he's my oldest, I had it on my heart to homeschool. I questioned myself though and my motives because I didn't want the reason I chose homeschool to be, be out of like these selfish uh, reasons. I wanted to spend like reasons like I wanted to spend that time together or that could be, you know, perceived as selfish. I, I know I want that time learning together. I don't want to miss out on that. So it was my constant prayer ever since he turned two that I would be provided with this clear direction on which way to take their education. And as the time came closer to make that choice, I was researching all the steps to homeschool, you know, going down that rabbit hole. And at that time, it just, to me, I don't know if it's the season of life, but it just seemed so confusing. The steps were intimidating to me. The The law that was involved, you know, I'm very by, by the book, follow the rules. Um, yeah, so that was intimidating. Yeah. And I didn't know the right questions to even ask to find the right, the right answers and the direct answers that I needed to my specific questions. So I kind of How did of you just, overcome that? Well, I, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> at, first, at first I didn't. So I took that as not understanding it as, okay, well, maybe that is my direction. Maybe that is, okay, I guess I need to enroll him in a public school rather than homeschool since, you know, I couldn't even understand or get through, weed through the process and feel confident in it. So I did, I enrolled him in public school and he started kindergarten, which, you know, was going well and there were no negative experiences or anything. And I was making friendships and support with other moms. And so I was like, okay, well, things are going well, then, you know, I guess this is where we're supposed to be. But that separation never set well with me. I didn't like leaving him each day. <laughs> that was always a struggle as it is, I'm sure for most moms, but I just had this void. Um, I remember my sister calling and saying, but look, he's going to come home with all this stuff that he's learned. And he'll be able to say, look, mom, look at all that I learned. And my heart would just sink when she said that because I didn't want to miss out on any of it. You know, I, I wanted to be there experiencing it. Sorry. I get emotional. <laughs> no, I get a lot I, of moms that probably yeah. feel exactly the same way. And they feel like they're not, you know, they don't, they don't have the what is it? The qualifications and then it's yeah. confusing and, and they, and they do that. They put their kid in public school and then not every mom is going to do what you did, take them out and be like, no, I'm going to do this regardless. You know, some moms actually kind of power through the pain and mm -hmm. never know if they could have done it. And so, yeah, it was a roundabout way that we came to homeschool. So like I said, things were going well for him. He was making friends 
And so uh, I felt I figured, well, that's that my separation, my issues, that's something I got to work through. That's just on me. You know, he's doing all right. That's what's important. But then about six months in to his kindergarten year, the school closures happened and he was given back to me. He was back at home. And so he finished his kindergarten year remotely. And then I was faced again with that decision of, okay, do we homeschool or do we go back in the fall? And by this time, my daughter was up and uh, ready to go to kindergarten. So I had to decide, you know, how are we going to do this? And at that time, parents were being faced with just a wide array of school options and what school was going to look like in the fall. And none of them seemed to sit well with me and my husband. We just felt like these aren't a good fit for us. And this wasn't the way I wanted to have them start their education. And so I took the plunge and I made the commitment like, we're okay, we're going to privately homeschool. And it's funny, once I made that commitment and that choice, the steps of finding the information that I needed and following through with it, it just seemed so clear. And I, that, that is when I was able to, okay, I can do this. I can go through these steps. I will go through these steps and find out what I need to do to accomplish them. So it just really gave me the confidence having him back, gave me the confidence, like this is where I'm supposed to be and this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Wow. And it's been a blessing ever since, you know? Yeah, and you said something. You said, when I made the decision to do this, the answers came. That's yeah. huge. I think a lot of people don't make that concrete decision. They, they're kind of like back and forth. They're like, well, I don't know. Let me just look into it. Let me just see. Yeah. And, you know, when you come at it like that, it's a little bit harder. But when you made a concrete decision, no, this is what I have to take. Your brain goes into that mode and is like, well, whoop, this is what you need to know. And that's what, you know, I was talking to another person right before you and we we're talking about the brain, the brain is here to help you survive. So when you need something done, the brain is going to find answers right. for you. But if you're not really looking, the brain's like, well, I don't, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a real, that's really, it's a very powerful thing. You just finished saying that's really mm -hmm. awesome. So Jessica, tell me what's the call to action. Where can they connect with you? Where can they get your resources? at jwlearningadventures.com under join the adventure is the membership options and then there's also if you visit the home page you can subscribe click the subscribe button and you'll be given emailed the complete lesson plan for free so you get a taste of what a lesson plan that i do looks like and it's all about soda pop which was fascinating you know a lot of good a lot of bad with soda pop and a lot of great activities, Google slide games, uh, read aloud with me, all, all kinds of great stuff in there to give you like an overall view of what a traditional lesson plan from me looks like. And then also under the read aloud with Jess, you'll find a mini lesson for free. If you email to my, or sorry, if you subscribe to my email list, then you'll get the alien mini unit for free. And that's this like a shorter, you know, obviously mini is shorter than the traditional lesson plan, the five day lesson plans, but it was fun. That's how we started our year. This year was the alien out of this world theme. So it has a lot of good, fun stuff in it. The kids love it. I read aloud with me and stuff. And so really cool to check out. And last on there, there's freebies. So if you click freebies, you'll find worksheets, 
for free along with some games and some templates to help out homeschool parents. That's awesome. Is there a one big takeaway you want parents to walk away from this conversation with? Yes, to stay encouraged, to understand that by doing this enormous and amazing work that you will experience fatigue and doubt, but don't let that steal your joy from homeschooling. There may be that cloud of doubt that looms on occasion, but know that it's because you just seek the best for your children and not because you're not capable of the task. And to avoid the dangers that come with comparison, to keep a safe distance from social media nah. and use it in small doses so that you can find inspiration and resources. You know, superheroes have, they use their powers for good. So there is good in social media, but just use it in moderation because you don't want to become somebody else. You know, That's you don't so want to be true to your family and what fits your family best. Right. And last, I just want to provide support for fellow homeschoolers to supply fresh ideas and teaching techniques that maybe you're a well-seasoned homeschool parent that, you know, maybe needs a week off and you can plug in one of my lesson plans while you prepare the next great one for your kids. And, you know, uh, if I can be of any support in that kind of way, just I, I really just want to encourage you that you can do this and you have all the support is out there. You just have to look. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you, Jessica, for coming on the show today and just sharing about your brand new baby. <laughs> your yeah, brand, brand new baby. We've got a ways and to go, but it's really God's exciting. Amen. Amen. And I can't wait to have you back on in a year. And then you tell us all <laughs> the great things that are happening. Well, I guess I look forward to that. Thank uh, you so much. It's been uh, a real treat. Thank you. No problem. Have a great one. If you love the conversations we're having here on the Homeschool Advantage podcast, follow or subscribe our podcast to stay in the loop and never miss this amazing content. And please highly consider taking a minute to leave a positive rating and review to help others like you discover this show. See you next time.